Hello everybody, welcome to episode 4 of Toidal Talk. Been a long time guys. It's good to finally get get back into the swing of things. I know we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, I was feeling kind of sick the last like week or so. Um, I went and uh, I got I went and uh, got multiple tests done and it wasn't COVID. Uh, ended up going to a uh, ended up going to the doctor and they said that it was a mix between of a sinus infection and an ear infection. So I've been kind of I've been putting up with that recently. You know, I'm on antibiotics and whatnot, so I've been uh, stream. I've been ha I've been having some very uh, sporadic streams and some short ones, just because it's been hard to like. Uh, it's been hard to not just like cough up a lung on some days, or just like be constantly blowing my nose. I'm still kind of at that point, but we're not near as bad. Like we're through the we're well through the hard part. And we're just kind of just got another day or two left before I start to feel like normal again. So. That's why we didn't have an episode uh, last week, uh, and we'll probably end up having it'll probably end up being a shorter episode this week, just because uh, still don't know quite know how I'm feeling, and uh, it's still kind of a uh, still kind of up in the air with uh, how my voice is and whatnot. My voice still feels kind of weird to to talk for long periods of time. I'm sure, I'm sure I probably, I might sound fine for those of you listening. I might sound, still, I might sound okay, or I might still sound really sick. Who knows? I'm not really good at judging how my own, my own voice sounds healthy versus sick. So, uh, but, uh, there's still quite a bit of stuff to talk about today. The big thing to talk about today was, um, and I might, I might talk about, uh, other places too, was just the uh the news about TwitchCon uh coming through today. The TwitchCon, the uh Twitch's uh Twitch's event that they uh, they are convention they hold uh they have they they hold in both the US and uh in Europe. Their Europe event they had earlier in the year at Amsterdam and uh the event they're gonna have here in the US at San Diego uh in October, which I do plan to uh, go to uh recently uh updated their health um their health policies for TwitchCon they when they initially announced TwitchCon they were going to they said that there was no uh COVID-19 uh restrictions you know and there wasn't anything like that you know you didn't have to wear any masks or anything like that you could just no proof of vaccination you could just show up um but uh as at the time at at the time recording this, they put out an announcement saying that they have updated their policies to where you will now have to, uh, masks will be required when you're inside the convention center. And you also have to provide proof of your vaccination or a negative COVID test within 72 hours. Uh, so, you know, I think most people, at least I think most people nowadays, uh, probably have been vaccinated. So there, I mean, the proof of vaccination thing or, uh, you know, negative test. I mean, there's, it's so easy to get a negative test, um, you know, nowadays that I feel like that part's not going to be the hard part, uh, or at least it, it's appearing to not be the hard part because not a lot of people have been talking about that, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people will be able to prove, will be able to bring their, bring their, uh, their vaccination card or a copy of their vaccination card. You know, I, I planned, I was planning on bringing it possibly anyway, cause I, I kind of figured this kind of a change was coming. 
I was very surprised when they first announced it and there wasn't any restrictions at all. I was thinking just because of it, you know, being because with it being Twitch, you know, being a pretty progressive company, being in California, even though there's not really a lot of heavy rules in California, I still feel like, you know, it's it's a very populated area. It's a very it's going to probably be a very large gathering of people. TwitchCon's not like the biggest convention. It's far from the biggest convention in the world, but it's still a large gathering of people. At least when I went in 2019, it was I thought that it was still quite a few people. So, I mean, if it's anything close to that, those numbers, I mean, it'll it'll be quite a large gathering. So, you know, the mask thing, it you know, it when the announcement came out, it, it looks like a very common thing. It looks like a very you know straightforward move to make, you know, considering they did get a little bit of criticism for not having any kind of mandates at all when it first started. Um, but they've been getting there's just been a lot of criticism on uh, on social medias and whatnot for them making this move, which you know I don't really understand fully. If I'm honest with you, I don't really understand the uh, that we're we're in 2022 and we're still complaining about having to wear a mask in places. You know, it, it's one of those things where I just don't know. I, I I fail to see what the real issues are with this. Like, I guess I I just need to talk some talk to someone, like have a discussion with someone that's in this realm of thinking like why they feel this way or why like this is such a such a bad thing you know because like i just don't I, I don't really i think it's perfectly reasonable to to make this change you know and i think it, it'll allow more people who were kind of on the fence or hesitant to go now they might be more willing to go now that there's some safety precautions in place it's still kind of tough though just because the mask uh, rules are just for in the convention center it doesn't say you don't have to wear a mask for the outdoor events. You know, like there's like there's there's some outdoor sections. I don't think you have to wear a mask for those. And I, you don't have to wear a mask when you go to the party or whatever that they have. So, I mean, like that's I mean, like that you you could probably th those could be potentially some uh, situations where people where a lot of people will get it. But, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. But it's just kind of weird. Like people are still like people are just kind of acting like covid's just not really a big thing anymore you know like just because it's not really in the news as much anymore doesn't mean it's still not around guys it's still a thing it's still dangerous it's just not everybody has it now you know like we got over that hump of like we're with the majority of the population getting it and getting over covid now it's just kind of like well you can still get it you can still give it to other people and some people can still get sick from it some people can still get really sick from it so you know this some of those principles still haven't changed it's just it's less common now but it's still there it's still a thing you know and i it's i just been seeing a lot of i've been seeing a lot of takes and opinions well while you know people can have whatever opinions they want on it and they can do what they want with it if they don't like to wear masks and whatnot that's fine but it's just going to be it's just really weird to criticize a company doing, you know, what it is allowed to do. It's allowed to make these rules, you know, you know, regardless of what you think the motivations are, if you think it's because they're trying to sell more tickets or if you think they're trying to uh, control people, it's just, I just don't think that's the case. I think it's just they're, 
they got feedback from people uh as far as uh people were just they didn't want to go because they didn't feel safe there and twitch wanted to make it more make wanted to make it safer for people at least i think and I think that's just a good step in doing so and it's not really it's not really that big of a step they could have gotten a lot more extreme they could have just mandated master like at the entire like event area you know like inside and outside they could have done all of that but i mean i feel like just wearing a mask when you're in the convention center and just showing proof of vaccination i feel like that's not that hard of a step you know i feel like that's i, like that, I feel like that's reasonable i don't know at least in my opinion i think it's a very reasonable thing to do It's just kind of it's 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 weird. It's it's weird to think about. It's weird to see these kinds of opinions being put out there. I can't say I'm super surprised just because you're going to have people that are just very short-sighted. So, I don't know. It's just it's it's a lot of this is just because I think the only thing Twitch should have done is they should have just came out with these rules right away. I think if they came out with these rules right away, it would have been it would have been a lot better. There would there would have been some complaining, but it would have been it still would have been the safer choice. It does it it looks like they're backpedaling a little bit. I think that's really the, that's mainly the only criticism that I can really lev levy at Twitch for this right now is that they didn't just come out with these rules just at the start, you know, like this, the, these just should have been, this should have been how it was set up from the beginning. Cause I would have been, it would have been totally reasonable for me to, at least personally that I would have done that. I'd just bring your vaccinate, bring proof of vaccination and have a mask to wear i mean i'm gonna i'm i was already gonna bring a mask to begin with just in case because i didn't know if there's gonna be any places that had that rule or if like people were gonna be i was gonna be around people that weren't comfortable if the people weren't wearing masks so you know you never know i'm just i'm just used to wearing a mask throughout my day just working at a hospital and i'm also just used to uh I'm used to like having one around with me. I got I've I'm, I've gotten in such the habit now of like having a mask with me if I'm not like actively wearing one at the time, you know, that's just kind of where I'm. Uh, that's just kind of where I've been at with that. So, I mean, like, like I can understand maybe. So it's, it's, it's kind of weird. It, like the rules are, it's kind of very, it's very sudden and it's, it seems just like a, it seems like a, just out of the, out of nowhere backpedal, you know? It's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes over time. I mean, like, I don't know how much this is actually going to affect the overall safety of the event and like how 
how much is actually going to stop the spread. I think I think it will. I think it would like stop potential uh, spreads of COVID. But I mean, I think it's it's so so hard nowadays, like it, to just have a large event like that and not have you know have some cases of COVID come out. I think it's just I think it's just something that's just going to happen. I think it's just all about trying to minimize it. To be honest, it's just kind of tough. It's it's kind of it's tough for me to read because like I mean I think that it's I I think it's just a it's just a even regardless of what you think of the motives are for them making this rule I still think it's it just feels like a very reasonable like request like a very reasonable rule for me but then again I'm somebody like I said I'm somebody that's used to wearing a mask so like wearing a mask isn't isn't weird for me and like I don't know I just. I guess I just don't really question that kind of thing at this point. Like I don't really question rules about wearing masks just cause like it helps, it helps, it lowers the risks at least of getting other people sick, you know, and not just you, which, you know, I'm okay with that, you know? So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. It's going to be interesting. We'll probably see some more stories about this and people will probably keep talking more about it. I'm sure some more other streamers will throw their own, uh, they'll throw their own, uh, unvaccinated parties and gatherings and whatnot. We'll see how that shit goes. But for now, it's just kind of a, it's just quite a fucking mess. Really? I I hope we get, I hope we kind of get past it. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna. Uh, well, let's, we'll see how uh, see how short this episode's gonna be. It's probably gonna be the shortest episode we've done so far, just because, like I said, I don't really know how long my voice is gonna hold up. And uh, I was trying to find some stuff to talk about. I was trying to keep this episode kind of because uh, we talked about esports pretty much every single episode, and I was thinking like I could try to pivot to just talking about some other stuff. Uh, in this one. Just be just kind of just kind of mix things up a little bit because you guys know me. I like my esports. I like my esports stories. Or you know, we could talk about some. Uh, we could talk about some other stuff in there too. I think a, a big thing that came out recently was the um, was uh, Ninja uh, decided to create his own uh, masterclass uh, video series on how to kickstart a streaming career. And it's and it says it's going it's a $180 per year. And uh it's kind of, it's it's a, it's pretty controversial just in the sense like when anybody releases some sort of paid uh class and stuff like that on how to be a streamer, you know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like when Ninja made his book where it's just kind of like when it comes to when it comes to having a you know a quote-unquote successful streaming career it's um it's not some it's not some uh it's not really it's not even a path really to be honest like people just try to like people try to like quantify it as that because it's easier to like visualize but like the i don't know at least at least from what i have from what i've experienced and what i've seen just being a small streamer myself is that like there's not really I mean, sure, there's some things that you can do right and some things that you can do wrong 
when you're uh when you're when you're trying to grow your stream and whatnot but like there's there it's such a open ended thing streaming is such a very open thing to try to grow and try to uh and try to expand upon there's just so many different things you can do like there's so many people that came out and like criticized him and just saying like you can't just start you know doing stuff on twitch and like doing other things you have some streamers saying that like oh you need to start out like you need to have start out by making uh youtube videos and having having a grow your youtube channel first and then start streaming or like start making tiktoks and like grow your tiktok uh, uh channel and then start streaming you know and like have like and bring bring your audience from there to twitch and and, and stream from there but like and like those things can work and i've seen people uh i've seen content creators that have started out on other platforms and then start streaming and then you know it works just fine for them and like their and their channel grows really quickly and then there's some people that i know that started out just streaming on twitch and that's all they've done and then they then they started making stuff on some other platforms afterwards and you know either that blew up on there or it blew or it blew up on uh or they, you know, they started growing on Twitch and then that, you know, got them to the people to watch their other content and bounce back and forth from there, you know? So like, it's, it's almost, I want to say that even though there's a lot of similarities between a lot of people that have grown, that a lot of streamers that have grown or even blown up, there's a lot of similarities in how those things happen. I think a lot of what's about a streaming career, in my opinion, it's just that it's, uh is is that it's very unique like i have noticed that with most streamers that i have watched that have grown to larger sizes or even you know gotten partnered and whatnot it feels like it's different for every single one of them you know because like some people they grow because they had some they had some funny moments you know and like they have some funny moment they have some funny moment or like they they there's a group of there's like a group of a couple people that like they play games together and they gel really well and they're very uh and like they're very they're very entertaining as a group so then like each one of the members of that group grows you know because people like seeing them play to play games together and whatnot or there's some people that get successful because they're very good at a game that seems to be a lot of the thing recently depending on what kind of game you're playing a lot of people will get will grow because like they have some really cool clips of them that end up on YouTube compilations and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very different for each person because it's all about just trying to find, at least I, I think it's all about trying to find like what you're most comfortable with and like what you, what you like to do and what you like to push yourself in like if you want to be like good at a game and like you want to and you like you're comfortable like going that kind of route then like you find the game that you want to that you like to play and you want to push yourself at and you you know you just you kind of put your head down and you start grinding that and you know and you just talk to the people that come into your chat and whatnot and just like post your clips on tiktok or youtube or you know some people put them on reddit and you'll end up in some compilations and whatnot and that's just kind of how it that's kind that, that's just like one way of, of that your channel can grow you know and uh 
it's just so it's, it's it's weird trying to see a class that like tries to like kind of steer you in a specific direction because i've at least i've always thought that if you try to like if you try to like copy you know how someone chooses to entertain people it may not be the best kind of way for you to entertain people you know like i like entertaining people by like i want to be able to like just say funny shit you know or say goofy shit you know and play a game whatever the game is and just be able to say funny stuff and make people laugh whether it's at me or at 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 my jokes and whatnot and have that be the entertainment you know i i'm not as comfortable like going and like jumping around and making all these crazy noises you know like like that's not something that i just want to do consistently that i i don't know if i'm comfortable doing that consistently for entertainment and stuff like that which is fine if people want to do that 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 is a that's one kind of like way people have entertained viewers and it works for some people it's just like it's all about finding what works for you you know like what you like to do you know and sometimes it sometimes people like it sometimes people don't you know it's just that that's the entertainment industry in general like like you're gonna do something that some people are gonna find entertaining and some people aren't gonna find entertaining But you're, but I mean, you shouldn't, but, but when you're making that content, you shouldn't worry about the people that aren't going to be entertained by it. You should be, you should, the only people you should be concerned about are the people that you know are going to like that content. And you just have to hope that more people, that more people will start to like that content when they see it. You know, that's just how it is in general. Just like think about any like YouTuber that you started watching and think about like, why did you start watching them? Well, that's how like all those other subscribers probably felt when you started watching that person started watching that creator so you know it's just it's just like easy to think about that kind of thing you know so like i can understand some of the criticisms that ninja has gotten for that just because like trying to present streaming as this as this as this limited path of like you know do these things and you'll do well it only that stuff like that can only work so well when i think it's mostly just like there's just some basic things that can carry over to from creator to creator. But at the end of the day, it's just, you have to do what you like to do, you know, and play the games you like to play or that you would want to try to play and just go from there, you know? So, um, you know, we'd have to just kind of wait and see how that kind of thing goes over time, you know. Uh, I'm hoping that it gets better. I'm hoping that maybe Ninja will change up how this course is done or maybe, maybe it will just fall through and not a lot of people will do it. Um, but, I mean, it's fair to make criticisms of something when they try to take something that's as open-ended as a streaming career and try to narrow it down. So, I mean, you know, just because one streamer or a couple streamers say that like, you should do it this, you should like try to do these things. It's not always the best advice just because they're going to tell you what they think works best based on what they wanted to do or what they think works. 
which you know it's just a subjective thing because like they're just gonna the only things that they're gonna know are things that they have either done themselves and have seen work or people that are close to them that they have seen do uh and have seen uh work over time so it's just kind of i would say just if you wanted to i mean i don't know if i'd want to pay for that for you know pay for advice that you could get for free from some streamers some streamers will just give you that kind of advice for free that ninja probably is giving you but um you know i would just say take any advice just kind of just kind of with a grain of salt just like i wouldn't take it all word for word you know i would just see if you try to get multiple opinions and then see how it kind of see if, how it kind of develops and just see like what see if there's a lot of similarities and whatnot in the in that in those bits of advice and at the end of the day i'd say just do what is most comfortable for you to be honest all right yeah uh we're gonna probably keep some stuff uh i keep some stuff uh out of the esports room i probably won't do too much esports stuff today so it's gonna be kind of a short episode i was thinking about talking about like the uh continuing talking about the whole sentinels thing uh with shroud and whatnot uh just because they uh competed in the NALCQ, uh, the NALCQ, the last chance qualifier, uh, or, uh, this past week, uh, they ended, they did get eliminated by hundred thieves. Uh, but I mean, they had, they, the viewership numbers were fucking insane throughout this, as far as like what the LCQs have been like in the past. So like, you know, obviously having a big streamer like shroud competing again, it's a very big deal. Uh, but you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's good for Valorant as far as just the viewership goes and, uh, you know, and the attention that's bringing having big streamer, having big content creators, big streamers competing and playing at these events, drawing all this attention. You know, I think, I think it's a good thing, but, uh, we could, I might talk more about that maybe in the next episode, because we're probably going to have a longer episode when we talk about more esports stuff again. But I think, oh, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's going to be a very short episode today compared to what the, uh, the past episodes have been just because I think the last thing that I was going to talk about today or at least yeah yeah I, th I think it was probably gonna be the last thing that I uh that we talk about we're gonna talk about some of the new uh PC parts that are gonna be coming out on the market there are some big ones coming out I think there's also um Oh, there's also some new uh, other uh, tech news. I mean, like, I don't really care too much for certain keyboards, but uh, it was like a big deal with uh, some new keyboard releases and stuff like that. Not really that big of a deal. There's a new audio mixer that, that came out, the uh, Rodecaster Pro 2, which looked kind of interesting to me. I've, I've, I've been, like, constantly looking at the... Um, I've been looking at the audio interface market for a long time just because I've been using an old, uh, I'd say old, but a more traditional just audio mixer for things because since I have a, since I have two PCs, so like I have to, so like I basically have to use one of these kinds of audio interfaces to be able to separate the audio for both and be able to get the audio to move seamlessly between the two. It's something that I dread setting up for when I have to, uh, Something I dread setting up for whenever I have to move my setup and I have to unplug everything. I'm not looking forward to that moment in time. Uh, it's going to be 
It's going to be interesting, to say the least. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, but uh, probably going to have to get some colored tape to like make sure I mark everything correctly. It's going to be fun trying to deal with audio issues. Streaming the, the whole thing with dual PC, it's great. The only thing that the worst part about a dual PC setup is the audio. The audio is so hard to set up because you have to try, you have to be able to link the two and uh, get everything to, and everything has to be like perfect or like you just get no sound in one area. And then it's just like you're sitting there for hours trying to figure it out. So this new, uh, this new audio interface is pretty interesting. It's, it's supposed to be designed as an all-in-one podcast and, and broadcast mixing desk. So it seems to be very interesting. Um, I think for like, for, I guess for people that are, for, for those podcasters out there, it might be something that'd be really cool. I, it was something that, it'd be something that I'd be looking into if I was, uh, you know, living in a space where I had like a separate setup for podcasts. Uh, it's not exactly something that, I would probably buy, you know, I probably I wouldn't sit there and buy it today, especially when it comes to like audio stuff like this. I always like to see, I like to sit and see how it goes uh, over time. Like I want to see like after it gets some use and people, people kind of like push it to its extremes and they find its limitations and stuff like that. And then I can kind of see how it goes from there. Um, it's gotten good ratings so far. So I have to see. It's a $700 thing, which is pretty expensive for an audio interface. I'm pretty sure my audio interface wasn't even like that. Mine was like maybe a couple hundred dollars. But like I said, it's an old, it's like a more traditional, it's like an older, like it's like a music uh, audio interface. So it just makes more sense. It, it, it makes more sense. That's why it's cheaper. But like, you know, I've been looking at stuff like that and like I've been waiting for, um, oh gosh, what's the name of it? Um, the Go XLR. A mixer uh it's a very good mixer it's very simple and it's very easy to like it's 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 very simplified it's very easy to set things up but they have yet to make a bigger one like i'm waiting for them to make a bigger one that can use dual pc or that can that can support dual pc audio because if they can get something to where that's simplified and that's set up then i would that would be the quickest i would ever spend a bunch of money on i mean like obviously in an ideal world i would love to have everything on one pc like i would love to have a uh i would love to have a pc that is just strong enough to be able to stream and game on that would be really that'd be probably pretty neat you know or like because like audio is just one of those things that it's such a harder it's such a hard thing to fix and i don't know exactly why Cause like I said, I'm not, I'm not a very, I'm not a super big computer expert. I'm not very knowledgeable on audio technology, but it's just one of those, it's one of those facets of, um, computer setup and streaming setup that it's very, like you're constantly just left befuddled as to how things work the way they do and how things don't work. It's, it's something that's very odd. Uh, let's see, but yeah, there was some some uh, announced and leaked uh, new um, new uh, PC parts on the market. Uh, we had AMD; they uh, finally uh, 
leaked out some of their uh, new AMD Ryzen 7000 CPUs, which will be coming out, I believe, in September sometime, at least according to this article. Uh, AMD is a, pro is a company in general that I've kind of been... I've been looking at closely over time because just over like the last couple of years, I've just been seeing the, uh, the recommendations and the, uh, the good things that I've heard about them just get more and more frequent. Like people are just saying more and more good things about AMD and how they're on the rise. So, you know, I'm somebody who's, I've always just used Intel, uh, CPUs and I've always used, uh, I've always used Nvidia graphics cards and whatnot. So like I'm I'm not fully I'm not fully biased against them. Like I, if it ends up being a much better option, I am fully willing to I'd be willing to switch to an AMD Ryzen. I've just been sticking to what I know mostly for now. Cause I mean mo I mean most PCs do have uh most PCs do have uh Intel's in them. So like for those of you listening that aren't like big gamers and whatnot, you're your computer most if you have a computer it most likely has an intel uh cpu in it but amds are starting to become more popular especially if you are somebody that owned that bought like a gaming pc or bought a uh, gaming laptop and whatnot there's a very good chance you actually might have an amd processor in it um and they are they are very solid you know like they've been getting better and better over time they've been improving from what i've been seeing and uh yeah it's definitely been something that i'm going to keep my eye on even closer now going forward but i mean some of the specs in this, um, I won't go too much into them just so I don't confuse those of you listening that aren't like super knowledgeable about PC parts, but the big ones in here are the, um, the PCIe 5.0, which basically, uh, is going along with their new, uh, motherboard series that they're going to be releasing as well, uh, to, uh, to go with it. And they're just, because of this new CPU, there's not going to be a lot of options as far as like other parts that you can have with it, just because it's going to have the PCIe 5.0 and the DDR5. It'll have DDR5 and no DDR4. There will not be any DDR4, which is like that. That's like something that's being kind of phased out. Most uh, most CPUs are going to be having DDR5 now. Uh, they're not good. There's not going to be as much support for DDR4 anymore. It's getting. It's, it's kind of becoming obsolete uh but you know it's still uh it's still pretty good but a lot of it pretty much the rest of the specs in it are pretty um they're just very modernized it's just kind of what you'd expect from a you know a new series of a, of a cpu or or some other graphic or some other uh computer part that that comes new on the market it's just a lot of it is just to either get to what is or setting. It's basically just setting the new standards for things. That's just kind of how upgraded uh, things go over time. Technology is just always evolving in that sense. It's always changing. And then uh, the other big PC parts were the uh, NVIDIA is is a uh, see. I think they leaked out the some a lot of the new detailed parts for their new graphics card series the rtx 40 series which is uh they're looking like a big step up from their uh from their 30 series from what i was looking at with the cards the first thing that really jumped out to me when i looked at the specs of the cards is the fact that the uh the entire 
cards uh board power for the 4090 uh ti it's going to be running it can run up to it's going to be running up to 800 watts which is freaking insane uh for 4090 and just so you guys know it drops off quite a bit like the 40 the regular 4090 is 450 watts the uh the 480 the 4080 is going to be uh 50 or is that sorry it's going to be 320 watts max and the 4070 is going to be at 285 watts which uh you know that, that looks like quite a bit of a drop off but in reality compared to what is considered current graphics cards and somewhat older graphics cards that's actually a quite a high um that's quite a high amount of power that is going to be used for that so basically what people are probably going to have to do is they're probably going to have to either there's got to invest in better cooling measures and better uh heat distributions so like you might start seeing a lot a lot more pc builds uh using liquid cooling uh on there for cpu cooling and whatnot just because that's good for that that's good for focused cpu and it also helps uh spread out heat uh of the system you're going to probably be seeing a lot more people investing in uh installing various cooling fans or investing in towers that have a lot of uh stock fans in the case itself um just because that card is going to be generating a lot of heat just by itself not to mention any of the other parts that generate heat as well so that, that that's kind of like one thing that kind of raised my eyebrow and i was wondering i'm wondering how the cards are going to perform if they're going to be pulling that much power but even other than that like they they just look like a like i'm just a full-on unit they're the, they just look like a unit as far as like their performance goes like they um there was uh there was supposed leaks in this in the article that i'm reading there's supposed leaks of their benchmarks which their benchmarks are insane they're insanely faster than the 30 series it's like it's like over plus 60 percent faster which is like that's insane to think about if it's actually gonna if they're actually gonna perform that much harder than the uh than the 30 series the the current one that's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how these how these run i mean especially with like these big things in gaming as far as like unreal engine 5 coming out and stuff like that like imagine like trying to like you know a 40 series is going to be i don't know if it's going to be needed but it's going to be really nice to see if a 40 series uh, try to run unreal engine 5 games you know on like you know ultra settings and stuff like that and try to like and see see what this kind of technology can do you know but uh, the the only other thing that I think that I kind of raised my eyebrow with, and this kind of brings up a bigger like overarching issue as far as like the PC like parts market is concerned, is just the the, the estimated prices of these, because the estimated uh, prices people that that they're rumored to be at the forty seventy is rumored to be at around six hundred dollars MSRP, the forty eighty is about is around eight hundred dollars MSRP, and the forty ninety is around two thousand MSRP which um we were on the 4090 considering its specs and considering how the current uh the current market is for for graphics cards um 2000 is it doesn't surprise me i think that's still a lot i think it's still i think it's still ridiculously high but i mean we're still on the come down from the whole uh crypto data mining thing and the whole scalpers uh 
people just buying graphics cards and in the dozens just to uh, and scalping them in the dozens just to mine cryptocurrency and whatnot so we're still kind of on the come down from that from the prices being so high during those times uh they've been coming down and i'm kind of hoping that like these new cards coming out will bring some prices down from other place from 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 other cards as well somebody like me who like for my pc build that i'm trying to do i'm probably gonna end up getting something like a 3080 or 3090 something like that so uh you know if if these new these new series coming out maybe brings those prices down that'll be a big win for the economy in general but it's going to be kind of tough uh just because we have to just see how the economy is for the parts are still going to be like if they don't really like if the economy doesn't really improve at all or doesn't try to if it doesn't continue to steadily improve um You'll probably just see the 30 series and the 40 series both just be really, really expensive. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see how it goes. Hopefully it just gets better, honestly. That's that's all I can really hope for is just that I hope it gets a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I think that's as far as that's as far as what I've seen for now. Obviously, there's like some other things coming out, like I said, with key with like new keyboards and like I know Razer released the um the Death Adder uh Pro version three, I think, which is I think I have the two. I think I have I think I have like the version two of it. So like and like Razer Death Adder is like the mouse that I've used for years. So like that's a mouse that I kinda wanna look into. Maybe I'll talk more about that one uh on this or maybe on a different maybe on a different episode. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be a shorter episode today. Um, I can already feel my nose starting to stuff up. I hadn't really needed to blow my nose yet, but I was, I've been kind of holding off on it. And I've also been holding in a, uh, I'm holding in a cough. Ooh. I'm just going to try. I mean, hopefully, I mean, we'll definitely be better by the next, uh, by the next episode you guys hear. So, uh, again, uh, apologies for the shorter episode today. I hope you guys did enjoy this episode though. We'll, we'll definitely be keeping our eye on some of the things we talked about today. Like I'm going to keep my eye on the, the TwitchCon news and see, like I said, the, as at the time we're recording this, this is literally the day this news was announced. So we're going to see how long we're going to see how long some of the opinions, we're going to see the take machine do its thing. You know, people are going to churn that out and people are going to, people are going to say all they want about that. So I'll keep an eye on that. We'll see how much other, how much more drama comes from that. You guys might even hear from me. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be talking about TwitchCon in general after. If there's any drama that happens during TwitchCon, the episode the that I record after TwitchCon, we'll, I'll probably talk about it then. Um, we'll probably I'll probably find some esports stories to talk about because you guys know me. I love talking about esports. So, um. You know, and we're gonna there's gonna be a new Call of Duty game coming up. So like if if we have, whenever we get some more substantial news uh about that, you know, I'll probably talk about that. Especially when the beta comes out, I'm probably just gonna spend some time in here talking about that. But you know, I'm getting ahead of myself, you know. I, I get tend to do that. I get ahead of myself. I just I just get excited to talk about some other stuff that we could that we can talk about here on this podcast. But uh Yeah, that was episode four. I hope it was four. I, I tend to lose count. Uh, of uh, Toidal Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed. Again, sorry for the short episode today, but we'll have a longer episode next time. Until then, see you guys soon. All right.